Welcome to episode 55 of Brown Guy the Podcast. We have a very interesting topic. Uh, today's guest is Jefferson County Township Trustee Attorney Pat McEvin. Welcome to the show, Pat. Uh, thank you. So, uh, what we're going to discuss today is Jefferson County did something kind of unique uh, that I've not exactly heard of before, but uh, they did a township tr countywide township trustee training. Now, uh, before we get into that, explain to the the listeners what a what a township is and and what a township trustee uh, board does. Sure. Well, uh, each county, or at least Jefferson County, is divided up into twelve townships. It's uh, um, roughly, uh, uh, I'm trying to remember, six miles by six miles. I, I don't remember. But there's um, there's three tiers. There's four townships across the top uh, section of Jefferson County, four across the middle, and then four across the, the, the south. And uh, trustees are elected by the folks in the unincorporated areas of those townships. And they have some specific duties assigned to them by the statutes of the state of Iowa uh, in terms of providing services to the uh, residents of the unincorporated areas of, of the township. So uh, there's three primary duties. Um, they um, maintain uh, cemeteries uh, in those in their uh, geographic area. They resolve fence disputes and they provide uh, fire protection. Uh, for the folks in the unincorporated area. And um, like I said, they're an elected position, both the trustee and the clerk for the township. And uh, it's um, really not a super glamorous position in terms of uh, you know politics or whatever, but it's an important position. And uh, the folks who participate generally are people who are very much geared towards you know serving their neighbor and being um, just being helpful. So uh, that's... Uh, that's what township and township trustees and clerks are all about. So uh, how did this meeting all come together and uh, what do you think it accomplished? Well, uh, I was uh, originally contacted by Ruth Baker. Um, she's the clerk of one of the townships and um, she had some questions for me. Uh, I think she was newer in her position and she wasn't quite sure how she was supposed to do some things. And uh, so she reached out to me at my office. Uh, I'm in the county attorney's office and by code, because of the size of our county, uh, our office is uh, um, designated as the, the entity that provides uh, you know, basic legal services to the townships and the trustees. So uh, she reached out and she started asking me some questions and I was able to answer those for her. And she said, you know, uh, when you get this job, you never really get any training. And it would be interesting, I think, if, you know, you could help answer these types of questions for more than just me. Uh, and so we, we started talking and it, and it evolved from there. And she suggested, you know, uh, hey, if we can set up some sort of a training or a meeting, would you be willing to present and I'll, you know, spread the word. And uh, I said, sure. Uh, it was, we were trying to schedule it around, uh, you know, prime uh, uh, planting and harvesting seasons. We were also trying to accommodate some of the restrictions on the places where we could host the meeting because of COVID and everything else. So it took longer to actually get scheduled than we anticipated, but uh, we were able to finally hold it at the, uh, the big courtroom in the Jefferson County Courthouse on Wednesday, September 22nd. 
So you have a pretty good uh, turnout for this? A lot of people want to participate and get this information? Yeah, I was really surprised, actually. I kind of thought that, you know, we'd get five, ten people maybe uh, come, and uh, maybe they would send a representative from each township or something. Uh, and it turned out to be, uh, you know, we had to pull out some chairs so that there were enough places for people to sit. There was a, It was very well attended, and I was... Um, I was pleasantly surprised by that, but not only was it well attended, the folks who were there um, had a lot of good questions and we were able to have a lot of good conversation, um, not just with me, but, you know, each township is its own little municipality uh, in terms of their trustees. And so, uh, you know, one of the townships in Jefferson County may be doing a project or have a way of, of doing things that the other uh, townships hadn't thought about or they haven't developed the, that type of programming yet and so it was a chance for them to sort of interact with one another as well and share some ideas so it was it really turned out very well so uh, i was a township trustee in penn township uh, and we had a lot of uh, cemetery issues you know we we had to take on a cemetery while i was there and there was these uh headstone issues now i heard there was some some uh headway made in learning how to file for grants for townships to do that. Could you speak on that? Yeah. Um, so, you know, the, the law as it relates to uh, these, uh, they're called pioneer cemeteries that the trustees help maintain. Uh, it requires that you maintain them as a cemetery. And so the question is, what does maintain mean legally? And uh, really maintain means is that you preserve it as a burial space. Uh, you make sure that the, the, um, the graves are not disrupted in any way. Uh, you keep it mowed, uh, at least reasonably so, um, so that it doesn't get overgrown with weeds and brush and those types of things. Uh, a lot of places, they have them fenced off uh, to keep them protected from uh, whether it be you know, neighboring uh, livestock or, or fields or whatever. Um, but maintenance is basically just to protect it, to keep it as is. Um, there are a number of stones in those uh, cemeteries, headstones that are, are you know, quite old, and some of them uh, deteriorate, some of them fall over, some of them break. Um, just like any other cemetery, the headstones really belong to the families. Um, but trustees have a sense of responsibility and they want to make sure that that looks good and that, you know, they believe that the headstones are part of the cemetery and they would like to maintain those as well. Um, fixing a headstone is not considered maintenance under the law. So it's sort of an extra. Uh, and one of the townships in Jefferson County had approached me a couple of years ago and they wanted to apply for a grant. Uh, I think it was Greater Jefferson County Foundation. They may have also been looking for some other sources, but they wanted to apply for some grant money to specifically use to repair these old headstones in some of these cemeteries. And uh, they have been successful at that over the last couple of years, and they talked about that at this uh, meeting, and so that other uh, townships uh, can, you know, follow that lead, so to speak, and, and maybe pursue that as an option. Uh, because that's that's one of the questions I always get is about stones, is, you know, hey, the stone is broken or the base is, is coming apart, or what do we do with this? And the answer is, you don't have to do anything with that. Don't throw the stone out, you know, keep it, you know, there, but if the the 
duty to repair that actually belongs to the family if they choose to do that. Uh, the the trustees, though, they they want to see it maintained not just minimally as required by the law, but they want to see it maintained, um, you know, above and beyond, and they they look for ways to make that happen because you know that's the type of people that most of the trustees are. So. Yeah, they would they wouldn't be doing it if they didn't care. Right. So uh when I was a township trustee, I believe uh if the person that was buried was a veteran, we got like an extra dollar, which probably was a a good amount of money when the the limit was set. Is is it still that range or does that still exist? Uh you uh you stumped me on that one, Dave. I don't know the answer to that one. I've never been asked that question before. <laughs> well, uh anyway, uh no, I heard the uh, county supervisor has attended this meeting also. They did. They were invited to attend by uh, the trustees, and um, I think that they found it uh, informational as well. They had some input. They had some questions, and uh, they there was some discussion. You know, the, the trustees are separately elected uh, individuals, but uh, the townships all run their budgets through the county, uh, it's, it's kind of a strange, uh, setup, you know, most, you know, if you're a city, well, the city has their own budget and they have their own folks to manage it. If you're a County, the County has their budget and their own folks to manage it. Well, if you're a township, um, you elect your own folks, but, and they set their budgets, but the budgets run through the County. So the County has, you know, can have some role in terms of what the, uh, the, the trustees can do and, uh, um, we were able to discuss some of those um, situations, and I think everybody had a little bit better idea. And I think that the supervisors came away thinking that uh, you know maybe it's time for them to evaluate uh, their role a little bit and see if there's uh, some things that they can do to help the, the trustees along. Yeah, the uh, I, I heard there was like a training manual that not everybody had that the supervisors were, were going to provide. Uh, can you clear that up for me, or? Sure. So uh, Iowa State Extension publishes a, um, they, it's called a, a, I don't know, manual for township trustees and township clerks. And uh, I think the most recent manual version of it was published in 2019, 18, somewhere around there. I want to say that they updated about every 10 or 15 years. It seems to be the pattern. Uh, but that is a that is a, a copyrighted by the extension folks and they sell it for $20. And some places have that manual. Some of the trustees and townships have it. Some of them have the manual, but it's a, it's an older version from the early two thousands or even the late nineties. Um, and, uh, the supervisors express some interest in ensuring that, uh, each of the 12 townships have a current version of that manual. And, uh, they have, uh, They've been discussing um, how to provide that. Uh, you know, it's it's twenty dollars a manual, which isn't a, a huge amount of money. But you know, trustees don't make money for their for their position, and it's a they're providing much more service than they're they're getting back in terms of you know recognition or compensation. And so I think that the the supervisors sort of recognized that and wanted to. Uh, you know, do their part to provide the materials that 
would be useful to the trustees to do their to do their work. So that's in the process. I know that we've had that conversation, and uh, it's really uh, kind of on the board of supervisors' plate at this point. Now, uh, we had uh, never had to do it, but we had several discussions of fence lines disputes when I was a trustee. Uh, can you uh, go over what that is and how those are resolved and what? To- yeah. Um, so I would say when I talk to trustees, uh, most of the time, uh, the, the thing I talk to them about is resolving, uh, fence disputes. And that's, uh, there's actually a term for that in the, in the statute. It says that, uh, trustees will serve as fence viewers. And, uh, the, the way that this works is that if in Iowa, it is a, it's called a fence in and fence out state, if that makes any sense. And what that means is that uh, um, if you and I are neighbors, Dave, and I have livestock, for example, um, I have an obligation to uh, fence my livestock out of your property, right? Yes, Keep them away from your property. But you share a similar interest and obligation in uh, in making sure that my livestock doesn't come onto your property. Uh, and the law has been that way since Iowa was a state. Uh, it's um, and there are provisions in the code for if the neighbors can't agree on how to uh, how to you know build those fences and uh, and split the costs uh, that you can uh, make a, a process. You you file some paperwork with the trustees. You pay a fence viewer fee, um, and the trustees set up a meeting. And they do um, they re- they view the situation, and then the trustees will make a decision um, about uh, who's responsible for what portion of the fence, and how soon it should be built, and and uh, how it how it should be built, uh, provided that it meets the parameters of the of the statute, and uh, and they set that all out. Um, the thing that people get tripped up on with with fence laws is that. Uh, a lot of times, again, Dave, if you and I are neighbors, it's not so much an argument about um, who should pay for the fence or who, what portion of the fence you and I should maintain. Uh, a lot of the disputes involve, um, well, I think the line is here and you think it's, you know, five feet the other direction or whatever. Um, and then they'll come to the trustees. And what I explained to the trustees was that um, that's that's not your job. Um you get to decide how the fence gets put up, but you don't get to decide as a trustee where the fence gets set up. You don't get to determine the property lines. If there's a property line dispute, um, that's something that you know is going to require surveys and might require you know some court action or some some written uh, clarification in, in the recorder's office or whatever. But it is it is outside of the authority and the duties of the trustees. And uh, a lot of the folks that were in that room sort of that caught their attention because um, I, I think most of the time when somebody contacts a trustee, they're saying like, look, I want to build a fence here. And my neighbor says that's, that's too far. I can't build it there. Um, and so, uh, you know, just kind of talking about where the authority is and where the authority is not was really a um, uh, more lively discussion than I thought it was going to be. And I had had a, uh, suggestion that I create sort of a one page, you know, flyer of 
you know, what fence viewers do and what they cannot do. And uh, I actually have a draft of that in my emails right now that I've been uh, working on with uh, an intern in my office and uh, getting ready to share that with the folks, uh, with the different trustees and townships uh, in the coming weeks. So um, that was that was more interesting topic than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> let, let me ask you this. Uh, I've heard of disputes where uh, the two neighbors agreed to put a fence up, but they can't agree on what type of fence that it, it's going to right. be. And that, that happens as well. And so the statute talks about legal fence, uh, and it, it outlines different types of things that are considered legal fence. It also defines a tight fence. There are some different regulations depending on if there's livestock and what type of livestock. Um, and so there there are there's guidance for the, each of those individual situations. The thing I like to explain to people about fence law is that, you know, if you look at the statutes of the state of Iowa, uh, take the traffic laws, for example. I mean, when Iowa became a state, there were no automobiles, right? I mean, those, those, those laws evolve over time. They, they've changed, they've been, you know, rewritten, they've been, you know, deleted and started over all throughout the code. But the fence law has been the fence law for almost the entirety of the existence of the state. It hasn't changed very much. There isn't a whole lot of case law on it. Um, and that means it's it's very well settled law. It's very, very firm. Like you can find the answers there, and there's not a lot of wiggle room, right? So, um, it's uh, uh, it's kind of a nice area of law for me to work in because there's not a lot of questions. Um, you know, once you get the questions and you find the answers, the answers are about as clear as they can be when you're talking about um, you know law. Well, we've been talking with Pac McAvan of Jefferson County. He's the township trustee attorney. They did some township trustee uh, training that I thought was quite innovative. And uh, what, what do you think of this process? Is it something that Jefferson County is going to do again? Is it something that other counties might want to consider? Uh, yeah, I I could see both of those things. I, um, I know when you and I kind of uh, had a discussion and set up this, this interview, one of the things I told you was that um, I didn't think that there would be a, a ton of interest. I didn't think there'd be a lot of people show up. And one of the things I was concerned about, I mean, I, I've never grown up on a farm. I've never lived in a rural area. Um, I, I'm always consider myself like the, the town or the city kid, right? And the, nobody wants to listen to the, the town kid talk to them about, you know, fences. Because what do I know about them? I, I don't. Uh, and I thought I was just going to be out there talking to folks and telling them things they already know, and I didn't want to waste anybody's time. And the reality is, is that uh, there was a lot of good questions, a lot of good feedback, great turnout, and it just made me think, why have we never done this before? Uh, and, you know, township uh, elections happen every four years. Um, there's new folks that cycle in and out every four years. Uh, I don't know that there's excuse me, I don't know that there's a ton of turnover in those trustees every four years, but if it were something that, you know, we did after, um, you know, every other election cycle, for example, um, or, you know, as requested, I could certainly see us doing that again. And it's something that, uh, you know, other counties, uh, as they learn about it, whether it be through ISAC meetings and talking to our supervisors or, or whomever, um, that uh, they say, well, that might be, you know, useful to us as well. Um, yeah, I could, I could see it happening, um, because it was, it was more, it was much, 
more well received than I um, expected, and uh, it, it made me, uh, you know, glad to be a part of it. You know, I I was a trustee for four years, and I was on the board with Roman Givok, who'd been doing it for sixty years, and uh, Bruce Simmons, who'd been doing it for fifty years, and uh, they you know they had all the experience. Uh, and uh, it was a great benefit to me that they had all that experience, but they're, they're both gone. So I just, you know, it was now they've got all pretty much new ones in, in Penn Township. So, so the training would probably really help them. Uh, right. And it's, you know, you lose, you lose some of, when you lose that, what I call institutional knowledge, you know, people who've just been doing it for a long time. Um, there's, that's, um, that's a big piece to the puzzle. And, um, uh, you know, I, I don't have a ton of institutional knowledge. I mean, I've been here for 22 years, but I, I, I say I dabble in township trustee things because that, they don't, they don't reach out to me all that often. Uh, but when they do, I'm able to help them out. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was, um, it was nice to, uh, be able to share that information, kind of get everybody on the same page and get everybody talking to each other. Um, you know, there were some questions that I didn't know the answer to, but, that uh, other people in the room had dealt with before. And, uh, you know, that that type of network is also helpful. Well, uh, you've been very informative. Uh, I, I've, uh, you know, I've long respected the township trustees and their role uh, in our community. Uh, uh, your, your, your 22 years uh, representing the, the township trustees, give us uh, some thoughts over your years and how, how important you, do, you think these uh, people are that do this job. Well, uh, I, I think that they're underappreciated, for sure. Um, you know, uh, I I'd encourage anybody listening to go and uh, research whether it's Jefferson County or whether it's the county they live in and find out how many of these um, uh, pioneer cemeteries or, uh, you know, old cemeteries are scattered around uh, their county. It's It's remarkable, the number that there are there. And to be able to not only have them identified, but to maintain them, to protect them. And, you know, everybody who's involved in this takes that obligation very seriously. I've, I've, it's not, uh, it's, it, it's not a, a task that it's like, oh, well, we got to go do that. It's, it's something that everybody takes very seriously and they want to do a good job. Um, and it's, it's a big job. Um, and uh, uh, it's an important job. Uh, defense disputes, um, you know, it's, the buck always has to stop somewhere. Uh, you know, I really encourage the trustees to, you know, encourage neighbors to work together and even, and to resolve the issue before there's an issue, right? Um, you can do fence agreements between neighbors when you all are getting along and put it in writing and record it. And then if there's ever a dispute somewhere down the line, well, you've already got it written down and it's already recorded. So just talk to trustees about providing, you know, not only the fence viewer services, but maybe some, uh, you know, tips as to how to help folks in their community not ever need the fence viewer dispute because they've already, you know, thought ahead to the situation that might arise. Uh, and the last thing they do is, um, you know, contract to provide fire protection. Yeah, I was I mean, going to talk about that next. We've only got about three more minutes. Could you, you know, uh, talk about the ways that the trustees support the fire departments and uh, the, the, I guess, symbiotic relationship between the two? Yeah, well... Uh, you know, when you live in town, you get taxed for municipal services. When you live out in the unincorporated portion of the county, um, 
there there is no tax for that or there wouldn't be a tax mechanism to tax that except through the townships and so the townships have the ability uh, to provide a tax so that they can then uh, contract or provide uh, funds to the local fire department whether it be Fairfield if you live close or whether it be you know Packwood Lockridge even some of the out-of-county like Birmingham um, and they uh, provide that money to those departments so those departments can uh, respond to any emergency that's within the township and of course those all of these small towns everybody works together so there's um, you know sharing agreements and things like that if it's a big fire or a big incident and they need help they'll call out the surrounding areas and it's just a way to ensure that the residents of the township have the sort of uh, emergency response that everyone expects and is expected to be provided for them by government i mean that's one of the primary jobs and the trustees are the folks who provide that and to help ensure that that happens for folks in the unincorporated just, areas of the county just to give a little example uh, i think one time we set up a pumping station uh, at a pond i think dave jones owned i don't know that we were all, i think we were involved a little bit and i don't think it was all all of us doing that but i mean just a way to provide water kind of more in the center of the township we thought would uh, would help out so you, you've been a tremendous guest. I really thank you for for all the information, and I thought it was well worth doing. And uh, we appreciate you, and we'll have you back on if there's any other questions come up. Well, that sounds good. I appreciate being asked. Like I said, I was surprised how um, interesting folks have found this topic, and uh, I'm glad that it is. And I hope the most important thing I hope is that people get to learn who their township trustees and clerks are, and you know, thank them for doing that job because. Um, they're doing it as a public service for the most part, and it is an important job. Well, if you see one, if you see a township trustee, thank him. And if you see a, a clerk, thank him twice, because they work three or four times as hard as everybody else. Yeah, they, they, uh, that, that topic was addressed at the meeting as well. People, the township trustees definitely know that. Yeah, for about every 20 minutes I put in as a township trustee, the clerk put in four, four hours, I'm certain. So... Well, thanks a lot. Like I say, uh, happy that we got to the 55th episode and this was an important topic and it'll benefit the community. And we've been talking to Pat McAvan and we sure appreciate you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Dave.